Get ready for 21 minutes and 19 seconds of the best NASCAR writer you've ever heard. Tom Jensen, Jason Schultz, come on down. You're the next contestants on the Popular Speed Podcast. Hey, Mike. Welcome to the penultimate race of the season at Phoenix Raceway as the Monster Energy Cup Series, NASCAR Cup Series Championship prepares to get settled. First, let's take a look back at Texas. You know, mile and a half tracks have been Martin Truex Jr.'s bread and butter this year. He's won six of his seven races on mile and a half tracks. But at Texas, his Furniture Row Racing Toyota got passed for the win by Kevin Harvick in the final 10 laps. We all know how good Harvick is at Phoenix. We all know he won the championship at Homestead in 2014. Harvick and Stuart Haas Racing are clutch performers. Is he now the guy to beat at Homestead? I say, without a doubt, and I'll tell you, I think he's going to win Phoenix, too, to be honest with you. I think he's going to win Phoenix, and he's probably going to win the championship because you give a guy like that uh, some momentum because he, he hunted down Truex pretty good, and uh, he was pretty methodical about it, and he got to him, and he, and he passed him, and uh, I think he's going to have momentum going into uh, uh, coming into Homestead, and, and he'll carry it to I'm sorry, going to Phoenix and carry it to Homestead. That's I think my thought. He's kind of been underrated this year because he hasn't performed as well as he has in past years. Only one at Sonoma, now Texas, two victories. But I still think he's strong in the playoffs. In 2015, finished runner up to Kyle Busch. 2016, almost made the championship four for a third straight year. I think he's right now he's going to give Truex and Kyle Busch a run for their money, absolutely, once we get to Homestead. What I like about Harvick and that team is they have swagger. They're confident. And Harvick's been through a championship final before. He knows how to play the game. He knows how to wick up the, the psychological pressure on the opponents. But i got to tell you, Truex is still, I, I mean, he's still put up incredible numbers in, in the chase in the playoffs. He's won three races. He's had two second-place finishes in a row. You know, his worst finish in the last three races was second. So I think we're in for a heck of a battle at Homestead. Well, I'll be honest with you. I Because uh, if, if I'm nothing, I'm honest. Uh, I, uh, I, was, I watched the beginning of the race, probably the first, uh, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 laps, maybe 60 laps or so. And I took a little bit of a break, and I came back with, I don't know, 100 to go or something like that. And, uh, and here is Truex. You didn't see him at the beginning of the race. I don't know if he was there at the middle, but all of a sudden I, I, I turned it on. He's leading. I'm like, where did he come from? Because he didn't look too sporty at the beginning. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's got the mile and a half figured out. Um, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, Phoenix is, is going to be pretty telling, I think, of, uh, of what to expect at, uh, at Homestead. Speaking of Phoenix, we've got one slot left in the playoffs. Kyle Busch is locked in by virtue of his Martinsville win. Harvick's locked in by virtue of his Texas win. Truex is locked in by virtue of amassing about 48 gazillion stage points and playoff points over the year. So we know those three will be racing for the title of Homestead. Right now, Brad Keselowski has a 19-point lead over Denny Hamlin for the final transfer spot. Does Brad hold on to it at Phoenix, or will someone knock him out? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Kozlowski still lose at this point. He's got the advantage, but unless Jimmy or Chase or one of those guys below the line wins, I think Brad's going to hold on to it. Well, yeah. remember, we had Kyle Larson had a 32-point lead going into the 
the final round of, of a or the final race of a prior round and lost an engine. So it's not a done deal. It's going to be hard to d- just outpoint him with a top five, but uh, anything can happen. Yeah, I mean, anything, like that's a good example with uh, with Larson. I mean, everybody's counting on him, kind of uh, a lock almost to be at uh, be at Homestead. And, uh, you know, one, one bad race, a blown motor, something out of his control. You know, he didn't make a mistake. He didn't, um, he didn't get wrecked. He just blew a motor out of his control and he's done. So, uh, I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Jason? I think he's got, I picked Brad as my, the fourth championship contender back in before the playoffs. So I've got Truex, Bush, Harvick and Brad. So I just think, I don't see him making a mistake or doing something you know blown engines are unpredictable you can't tell when those are going to happen but i just don't see him making a mistake that would lead to losing points i think he'll just be strong and be up front and he knows he has to run well to get the job done so i think he'll do that cruise to miami and make for a really even championship before yeah i agree with you there um he, brad's a guy that that doesn't make a lot of mistakes he doesn't speed on pit road very often hamlin does it you know every other race uh, so I mean, at least it seems that way. So I think I think he's pretty uh, I think he's pretty smart. He'll play it smart. He'll go out and uh, he'll have a, a strong finish and, and lock himself in. I think that's likely to happen. The only thing that makes me nervous is Phoenix, as you guys know, is a very tight track. And if we get halfway through the race and Keselowski's running in the top five, and the the leaders are are lapping back markers and one of the back markers has a problem. You can wad up a whole bunch of cars in short order. Oh yeah. I hope that would, that doesn't happen, but we'll see. Okay. I'm going to call this the least reported or most underreported NASCAR story of 2017. Well, if there's anybody to do it, Tom Jensen, it's you. So let's hear it. Thank you, Mike. You are nothing if not honest. Correct. So you're paying attention. I am. I am. I took good note because I figured in that afterwards. Chevrolet <laughs> won 13 consecutive Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Manufacturers Championships from 2003 to 2015. Now they're about to lose their second straight, both to Toyota. Worse yet, Chevy is the only manufacturer winless in the Cup playoffs. And unless a miracle happens at Phoenix, they're not going to have a driver in the top five in points for the first time since ninth. 1999. Jason, were you even born then? Uh, I was probably a year old at that point, so. Wow, so you were still in diapers the last yeah. time. Mike Kalinoff, what in the hell is going on here? Uh, well, Toyota is going on. I mean, it's uh, it, it's it's pretty obvious. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, again, um, I I don't really understand how um, how this how this cycles out. Where every few years there's a there's a dominant uh, dominant manufacturer, you know, for a while you couldn't beat Ford, and then for a while you couldn't beat Chevrolet, and now it's Toyota the last couple of years, and uh, I don't know if you know is somebody going to catch up Toyota to Toyota next year, and uh, in, in, you know be, be the guys to beat. I don't know. I, I think I, honestly, what I do think is that um, there'll, there'll be so, something put into place for some kind of parity because Brad's been making a big stink about it for the second half of the year. I think a lot of guys have been doing it as well, just not as vocal as him. But, you know, Toyota's got something. I, I don't think they're cheating. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think they're cheating. But they figured something out, and it's uh, nobody's caught up to them yet. So 
I think you're going to see that change next year. But I don't know. I don't have the answer to that, Tom. Well, I'll give it to you then. Let's hear it. I think the defection of Stuart Haas Racing from Chevrolet, where they'd been since 2009 to Ford this year, has been a huge detriment for the Chevy effort. And I think it's really hurt them. And you've got Harvick, who's now going to race in the final in a Stuart Haas Racing Ford instead of a Stuart Haas Racing Chevy. And I think, you know, you lose the brain power of one of the really elite teams in NASCAR. And I think that's helped Ford a tremendous amount, even though they had a model changeover. And even though Stuart Haas had a manufacturer changeover, they're in the finals. And like I said, unless Jimmy Johnson or, or Chase Elliott pulls off a miracle win at Phoenix, which is always possible, Chevy's not going to have anybody. And, and I look at, at just those four cars leaving, well, three of the four cars from Stuart Haas leaving uh, as being a big shift in the balance of power in NASCAR. Tom? That was me. Yeah, I know. I want to tell you, I think you've nailed it. Thank you. I do. Thank you. Much. Yeah, it it really does make perfect sense. Um, Ford uh, Ford just put a lot of effort, a lot of time to Stuart Haas. It was kind of a, a pretty good coup for them to to take that uh, the Chevrolet uh, emblem off those cars. So uh, yeah, I I agree with you. What do you think, Jason? It's just interesting to see because Chevy, for so many years, as I was growing up watching the sport, they were the dominant manufacturer. And Toyota came in and they didn't perform too well at first, but now all of a sudden, about ten years into their time in the sport and they're all of a sudden the top dogs running really well and seeing them the favorites for the championship and winning the manufacturer's championship it's just interesting to see that dot change and how it's changed in the last couple of years and i just don't see them getting a championship four guy this year unless of course you said jimmy or chase have a miracle pull off a miracle at phoenix so it's just interesting to see how it changed, and I'm curious to know what it's going to look like at the end of next year, whether they're still going to be struggling or if they maybe the new noses, new bodies next year help them pick up some speed or get back to where they were before. Maybe something, something to make some change. Chevy will have a whole new car next year. They're getting the, uh, uh, the, the Camaro ZL1, ZR1. All right, uh, that's right. ZL1, I believe next year so you know toyota struggled with a new body in the first half of this year and then they caught fire so we'll see all right guys last question we're going into phoenix the the penultimate race of the season in the last race of the round of eight who you got go ahead jason i gotta think of one yeah i gotta think I too. Like time here yeah i'll talk as i think harvick is still so dominant there and he hasn't been as good as the last couple of times there but i still think he's gonna be strong but I'm just going to say Kyle Busch gets the win, builds some momentum. He's just performed really well in the playoffs. Of course, he and Truex seem to be going back and forth to victories in the playoffs. So I think just think he'll get it, get the momentum. And I really, I think it'd be an awesome story to see someone below the cutoff line, like Chase or Jimmy or Ryan Blaney or um, whoever that fourth guy is I can't think of, seeing them win a race and sort of pull that upside and get to Miami based on that win. That'd be awesome to see, but I just think those three guys locked in right now are still the strongest and they'll get the job done. Yeah, I'm going to go with Harvick, uh, said at the beginning of the beginning of the show there. 
Um, he's got momentum coming off of uh, Phoenix. But, you know, he, he wanted a track that he's never won at. So he gets across that off his list. So he's pretty pumped about that. Um, and he's strong when he needs to be strong. And that's, you know, coming down to the uh, the final stretch here. So I'm, I think he's going he's gonna to do it again. I'm going to go out on the limb a little bit. I'm going to say Denny Hamlin's going to win. He lost a championship in 2010 with bad races in Phoenix, which was his then crew chief's fault, and Homestead, which was Hamlin's fault. And I think this is a chance for a shot at redemption. And with Bush and Truex locked in, the Toyota contingent is going to do everything they possibly can to get a third driver in. So I'm going to go with kind of an upset. Denny Hamlin's won twice there. At Phoenix, he's got 10 top fives, 14 top tens. I'm going to say Danny Hamlin. Let me tell you something. That that, that would be an upset because um, if he does win, uh, Chase Elliott's going to be really upset. There's going to be a lot of fans who are going to be really upset. It it will be an interesting and compelling storyline. It certainly would. He didn't get a very warm reception, did he, at uh, Texas? That's how that goes. All right. Anything else, guys? That's it for me. Yeah. All right. That's it. Fabulous. Appreciate it. All right. Well, folks, uh, thanks for joining us here once again. Uh, we'll have some uh, some good stuff for you next week leading into the, the championship run at Homestead. If you like what you heard here, uh, check us out on popularspeed.com. For Jason Schultz and Tom Jensen, I'm Mike Hallett. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>